Breaking news. Y'all are cucks. <laughs> More at 11. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's in the show. <laughs> oh, he actually. Oh, Rogers had it. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Tukey's Take podcast where Aaron Rodgers has actually been traded to the New York Jets. Breaking news Aaron Rodgers was traded to the New York Jets for fucking nothing. So we got a viewer question about that, and I'm like. Oh, Roger, uh, from Big Boy. Rogers to the Jets. General thoughts and who wins the AFC East. And I'm like, are we still talking about this fucking trade that hasn't happened yet? And then it <laughs> happened. <laughs> so, Remember two so, months yes. ago when he got <laughs> traded and then didn't? Yeah, basically. Huh. Who wins the NFC East? I don't fucking care. The draft's this week, though. I'm always excited yeah. for a good draft. Flashbang, out. <laughs> ah, flashback. <laughs> that's a that's a deep cut for those of you who have watched me play Madden on Twitch. <laughs> I'm, I make that I make the five percenter jokes here. Yeah, <laughs> God, God bless them. So the Jets get Rogers, the Packers' fifteenth overall pick, and a fifth rounder for the thirteenth overall pick, pick forty-two and pick two hundred seven. Shout out to Maine. Um, yeah, that's fine. Sin, as a Packers fan, what do you think of the Jordan Love era? Yeah, I just hope they give him more help. <laughs> uh, here's to another 10 years of not drafting a wide receiver. Yeah, and then we'll <laughs> trade our best one because, you know, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. There's your football talk, everybody. And in the meantime, well, we are going to talk about some other random stuff, as we always do with the viewer questions. But we're back to talk about the hockey. The yeah. sweet, beautiful hockey that Sin and I cover for twitch.tv forward slash sportsgamergg and sportsgamer.gg because the virtual hockey season's back, baby. And I think we're both a little bit tired after the opening broadcast. But hey, we're going to get through this as well because real hockey is at the forefront. The playoffs have been sick. Plenty of games this weekend, plenty of crazy games this weekend, and more games tonight that we'll get into. But before that, end up. <laughs> what's, what's the weather like out there? <laughs> Uh, you see the weather back behind me right over here. Uh, this is at the globe, and it has a ring around it, which is kind of weird. I guess it's to symbolize all that stuff. The globalists with the weather, weather agenda. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's all the good. space junk and, and Teslas. Space lasers from the future. <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> And this is why we're primarily a visual podcast at this point. <laughs> oh, oh, my man. God. <laughs> the, the hundred people are going to see this and like, what the fuck are they on? Uh, but things are going good it. over here. Yeah, things are going good. Uh, I've got to probably skedaddle later. I'm not sure if I'll be here for the end of the podcast, but I got to skedaddle and go play hockey uh, because that's how I make money. And season is ripe and starting and it's happening. happening. Professional hockey player. Endo Mills, love to see it. Mm. <laughs> Semi pro. Hopefully, I get a. Hopefully, I become the e-bug. Well, since Endo's a professional and ripe, sin are you? <laughs> what in ripe? And that's what Endo said. So Did the he? hockey season's ripe. I'm a professional. Breaking news: Endo's ripe. More at twelve. Uh, sin, yeah. how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, good. Good first broadcast of the season today, and that just means closer. Uh, closer to the end of the season and being back in Finland. Although I might miss one of the semifinals broadcasts because my flight. We'll see. 
I was going to say, um, if, <laughs> I we, go early. if we do go over to Finland, when I think we might, uh, we are missing the Stanley Cup finals again. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yep. <sighs> we were uh, in Finland last year when Colorado beat Tampa, and there's a good chance we're going to be back there <laughs> again this year. So that'll be worth it. Let's be honest. 100% worth it. Um, so yeah, let's let's get down to business today. Uh, as always, want to mention that this podcast is brought to you by our lovely friends at Manscaped.com, where you can go to said website and use the code Tugi, that's T-O-U-G-I-E, for 20% off your order and free shipping. Our friends at Manscaped, of course, the peak, the pinnacle in men's grooming. Head to toe, they got you covered. Manscaped.com. Get to some viewer questions, of course, posted on the Discord. Link is in the description, whether or not you were listening to this on your audio platform of choice or watching us on YouTube like you really should be. And our first question comes from RG Dust. What iconic... Oh, I'm going to read this as you wrote it. What's iconic character that was ruined to Reed. the point where you... <laughs> R-H-U-I-N-E-D. This ruined, of course. <laughs> You put you put too much cool whip on the pie and you've ruined it. Ruined. Smithers, you've ruined it. <laughs> so fucking stupid. Okay. Uh what is what's what is iconic character that was ruined? Let's go to the episode. Ruined. <laughs> Say ruins. Ruined. Now say ruined. Ugh, ruined. Ruined. Fucking crying. I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna uh, make on top of yeah, so this. Let's read the rest of the question. Yeah. What is an iconic character that was ruined to the point where you refer to them as a different name? For example, the TV show Master Chief, which I didn't know existed. Uh, I refer to him Master Cheeks because he's nothing but booty cheeks, and you see this, and you see his booty cheeks in the series. Um. <laughs> I think this is a question that you're like directing at yourself and wanting to know if you're not alone. I don't know of a character that has been <laughs> ruined for me at this point. This is a lot of projection in this uh, question here, RG Dust. <laughs> I think for mine is uh, John Cena because of Santino, just John Cena. Uh, I love you, John Cena. <laughs> a TV character is ruined for me. <sighs> I mean, like, like every Game <laughs> of Thrones character ever was ruined. Um, I'm trying to think. Damn it! Why? Because they all died, or because they all just fucked each other? <laughs> no, because none of them died. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of them died, and then none of them died. Yeah. Um, most Walking Dead characters. God, if anything, this just leads me to think of shows that went on for too damn long or didn't go on for long enough. What, TV, what yeah. iconic TV character was? I don't. It doesn't I don't, even have to be TV. It just says character. Like he used a yeah. video game mm. character that turned into a TV show. Ah, that's fair. What iconic character. I don't know. Is there um, a good example? Yeah. Yeah. Galadriel for me. Perfect in the books, perfect in the movies, fucked up in Ring of Power. 
Just did Fair not enough. have the aura and and spirit of Galadriel. It wasn't didn't like that. There you go. Hot take from Sid. Or not. Let him know. From Scroopy Noopers, good luck following that. Question for the podcast. Iserman to Konstantinov and Sakic to Bork are two of the greatest Stanley Cup handoff moments. What are some of your favorite Stanley Cup handoff moments? Well, given uh, you said for me it's Niedermeyer to Rob. Niedermeyer. Scott to Rob. Um, I feel like this is a question for me. <laughs> given, you know, who we who we root for. Um, I don't know. What about what about for you? What about for you two? Your favorite Stanley Cup handoff moments. Johnny Bauer to whoever the fuck else is playing on the 67 team. Jesus Christ. George Armstrong. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Those are two different eras of players. Yeah, it's tough when I didn't get to watch the Stanley Cup finals last year and then I got to reach back even further. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Then you, and you don't have to go to like I do. And then, yeah. Fuck. You know, it's not a Stanley Cup moment, but it's it's a Stanley Cup playoff moment, and I'm never, ever going to fucking forget it. Carlson picks it in the neutral zone. Pass. Here's Barkley Goodrow. Here's scars. Fuck. After the after the four goal, after the four goal, five minute power play. Goes oh to overtime. God. Barkley fucking Goodrow wins it in overtime. Game seven to advance. To that Sharks was a contract year for him, too. Yeah, that was yeah. a contract year for the guy, too. So we got paid after that. As does Rangers, Rangers fans rue the day. <laughs> uh, Zidane Ochara to Mark Recchi. From Foresight Hogan. In honor of the Leafs-Lightnings controversy from last night and each of your <laughs> respective opinions, which Stanley Cup playoff controversy tops them all? For example, mine is the Brett Hall kick-in against the Sabres in 99. I'm going to go it has with... to be Stanley Cup? God damn it. Well, no, it doesn't because... Oh, playoff. There we go. Yeah. 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 It doesn't have to be the mine. final. Hand pass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the funniest shit ever. I felt so bad after that. Like, I was like, oh, that's the worst way to win, dude. Like, it, it is. Like, that's such a blatant fucking hand pass. I think um, I'm going to go with, as the resident Canadian, I'm going to go with the parallax effect, no goal, uh, with uh, the lightning and the Calgary Flames. Because it would have been the that first time. Choice. Yeah, it would have been the first time uh, a Canadian team would have won it since the, the fucking Habitant and the Habs fans would be able to shut the fuck up about you know being the last Canadian team to win it. Like, they we won't get shut it. the fuck up regardless. Let's be real. Oh, <laughs> Carey Price, we love him, and then we hated him, if the and then Bruins we sent him down to the minors, the so that's why he could. It's like... like they're gonna have so much to say. They're still gonna be like, nah, they're not the greatest team. Ah. Why do I sound like Luigi? <laughs> <laughs> Luigi time. <laughs> uh, could have been the episode title for a nice Mario Party reference. Not going to happen, though. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, it's it's not my favorite, but it's the one that comes to mind is the 2004 Stanley Cup final. And then from Jared, I wasn't going to go for this one, but why not? Do you think the cases with the Leafs and Oilers are proof that the NHL is fixing games for U.S.-based teams? No. 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 Just what even no. happened in the Leafs game? Like, what are they referring to? I'm, I'm trying Breaking to... news. The bad penalties? Like, we all know there's going to be bad penalties. Was there a specific play? Because I, I didn't catch all of every game. 
Um, What's the Leafs lightning controversy now? It's just like bad calls in general, but that's not but even that just the Leafs series. series. It's not, exactly. So it's not like a review play or something? It's them just bitching and moaning about being penalized when they take penalties? When they were? It, this should have been a penalty. This wasn't a penalty. You know, How, uh, Leafs like, okay. should shut the fuck up because Oilers get screwed more than anyone else in these playoffs so far. Like, Dano two-hand slashed McDavid and didn't get a call. And then there was another slashing call that was a tap that a stick happened to break during it. Like, it's it's playoffs. We all know the refs are going to be shit. But unless it's – and also the high stick with the Oilers. Um, yes. Leafs, need, Leafs fans, like, you do not have it that bad. Mm. They keep talking so, about how, like, you know, regular season was – they had, like, the top like the top five, like, least penalties drawn or whatever – it's like, okay, cool, I understand that. And then they were like, oh, Wes McCauley's relations with, like, someone else and then, like, this and how they're, like, intertwined and all this, like, super, like, crypto hacky stuff. Like, you're sitting in the back of the room just kind of like, I got to figure this out. I got to figure this out. Like, trying to type it all together. It just makes those. no sense. It's just, it's just so annoying. And I don't know. I feel like it's just fish officiating across the board, not only in hockey, but every sport has had an issue with officiating. I think with the Leaf Lightning series, it's been weird because it's either they're two hands on or they're not like it's either they're letting them play or it's two hands on. And I feel like that series is getting a little bit out of hand in that regard. And like we'll talk about the, the Riley that's a league point wide hit. problem. Yeah. Huh? We'll, we'll talk about the Riley point hit and all that briefly, but just it, it's it's not just one series, it's universal. Yeah, like that's a league-wide thing because they try to have this separate rule book for the playoffs and then they're like, oh, wait. Yeah, it's the game management needs to stop. Like just call the rule book or don't. There was a play, and we'll talk about the game in a minute. There was a play uh, between L.A. and Edmonton last night where Kevin Fiala was called for a trip. Kings head coach Todd McClellan said this. Well, look, I can get up here and whine about officiating, but in all my years, I've learned that calls go your way and they don't go your way. It's really a waste of energy. If they call the tripping penalty, it's a tripping penalty. That is the appropriate attitude. I love there is no one team getting fucked more than another. There's no fucking stupid bias towards one team or another. It's just. As we have said on this show, I don't like talking about it. It sucks for everybody. You benefit from it. You get fucked by it. It's the same for everybody, though. And all you can do is hope that in the moment, the call goes your favorite team's way. Yeah, so which which U.S.-based team are they rooting for when... Uh, in the Florida Bruins series, when Florida guys are hitting dudes like two to three seconds after they release the puck, like they're both U.S. Mm-hmm. teams, like it's it's just shit. It's shit refing. It's always been shit, and it's just accentuated in the playoffs. And it's going to look bigger when it's big market team like the Leafs taking on a three two time champion and three straight appearance Lightning team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's just that's it. <laughs> that's all that can be said. Like there's not. This bias one way or another for one team or another, it's just the officiating is consistently shit, regular season, and playoffs. That's yeah, just can, how it goes. Canada needs to get good. It's been too long since you won a cup, and that's not the fucking league conspiring against you. Correlation does not equal causation. 
of all things, your, your management you, and ownership groups fucking suck. Like, look at that. Yeah. Yeah. So of really quickly, things, yeah. go ahead, Anna. I was going to say, of all things, they would want the Leafs to drag out the series and go seven games because it gets more money going in. But like, or again, the idea of it's being fixed <laughs> exactly. against Canadian teams, Toronto, like, yeah, one of the most valuable franchises in the entire sport. Yeah, they want them out in round one. Why? Oh, because that way uh, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning can benefit from more uh, appearances and people will be like, oh, Tampa exists and we'll watch. Yeah, because Tampa needs the fucking exposure. As th- you know, three straight finals appearance, three cups in the last 19 years. Yeah, they, they need the exposure. Like, come on. Come on now. Just no. It's the officiating sucks across the board. This we know. Before we get to talking about the playoffs, though, really quickly, uh, the other news of the day was that uh, Justin Braun announced his retirement after 842 career games played. Obviously was a San Jose Shark for many, many, many years, and then a flyer, unfortunately, for far too many years. He deserved better in this career. Yes, he did. uh, Yeah, Sin, Justin, Justin Braun, good memories. Dude, great memories. In his prime, he and Vlasic were one of, if not the top shutdown pair in the NHL. Mm. Period. They weren't very physical, but that's not what makes a shutdown pair or a shutdown defenseman. Edmonton. Yeah. They were fan-fucking-tastic as a pairing together. And yeah, you saw that Jay Fresh card, dude. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, Jay Fresh uh, at Jay Fresh Hockey, of course. We'll go with friend of the show. Um, posted up one of uh, like Braun's best card, basically, or it's from one the of cup them. Appearance here too, 2016 season, and yeah, his of course his offense wasn't great, but uh, yeah, his defense <laughs> was pretty nifty. So shout out to Justin Braun. Very very solid NHL career. With that, let's get into talking about the playoffs. Why the heck not? Let's start off as we do. Carolina and the New York Islanders with the Hurricanes now having a 3-1 series lead. The Islanders did win game three convincingly as well. 5-1. They scored four goals in two minutes and 18 seconds. The fastest that's ever happened. Uh, Two-point games for Sezikis, Mayfield, Palmieri, Pollock. Sorokin stopped 30 of 31. While Ranta stopped just 32 of 36. And right when you think like, oh, cool. The Islanders are at home. They win game three convincingly. Game four, they should be good. No. Carolina, despite all of these friggin' injuries, man. They win 5-2. Three-point night for Sebastian Ajo. Two-point night for Jarvis Nason and Mackenzie McKeckern. Fucking Carolina, just next man up. We're going to be fine. The, the depth that they find is insane. Ranta stopped 27 to 29. Sorokin, uh, 24 of 29 in that yeah. uh, game four. And it's in. Sorokin hasn't quite been the, the, the amazing goalie we thought he could have been here in the playoffs. Uh, not really yeah. pulling this just jerking out of himself quite yet. Um. That being said, Carolina's a great team. It's impressive where they found offense from. Uh, Burns, especially early in the season, or early in the series, was so good at finding the open man. Uh, but yeah, uh, they're in trouble. Yeah, I uh, 
you know, I'm looking at the series summary right now uh, for the Hurricanes. Ajo and Burns, five point each, five points each, leading the way. Um, the depth that they just continue to find. It's only a nine fifteen save percentage for Ranta so far. Sorokin's only at a nine ten. He has flat yeah. out not been able to steal this series, which is what the Islanders needed. He's been solid, but he's not stealing the series. And I mean, leading goal scorer right now for the Islanders with two goals in four games, Kyle Palmieri. No goals. One point for Pajot. No points for Fashing, Engvall, Clutterbuck, Parise. What's Barzal have? Uh, Barzal, one goal in four games. That's it. Oof. Or that yeah. one goal in four games. That's it. Lee, one goal in four games. That's it. Yeah, the big boys aren't stepping up, and that's never what you want to see. Your goal even, is not even if, in the series. Yeah, even if uh, Sorokin was put, posting a 920, uh, they probably wouldn't be winning still because yeah. just lack of goal scoring. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, you, you could argue like, oh, the Bo, the Bo Horvat trade. And yeah, he hasn't played well. I mean, they were good enough to get to the, you know, to get to the playoffs and such. But yeah, now that they're here, even though Carolina's team isn't, quite as strong or at full strength. Yeah, Carolina. I won't be surprised if they win it in five. I can't imagine this series going further than six. I mean, that would really take a kind of collapse of their own from Carolina. The Islanders are just not... They're just not getting it done right now is the only way to put it. And uh, it's it's a little bit unfortunate, honestly. Like, it looked like the Islanders might have been able to kind of make something happen here, but yeah. So, GG's pretty much. I mean, it's... I mean, certainly, yeah. I mean, do you bank on the Islanders winning three in a row? I don't know. I don't. So, nope. The Boston Bruins love this and series. The Florida Panthers. This is low key one of the chippiest fucking series. Like that's happening. It's amazing. Well, you talked about dirty. We'll be able to talk about that in a second now, won't we? Uh, oh, the boy. Bruins win game three, four to two. Uh, Hall, DeBrusque, Orloff, all with two-point games. Allmark stopped 29 of 31. In the biggest moment of game three, the goaltending change. Alex Lyon stopped 23 of 26, but was eventually pulled for Bobrovsky, who stopped 8 of 9. Bruins go on to play game four and win that one 6-2. to Four-point game for Taylor Hall. Two goals for DeBrusque. Two points for Bertuzzi and Zaka. Allmark stops 41 of 43 uh, for the Panthers. Two points from Montour and Kachuk. Bobrovsky starts this game, stops just 25 of 30. I can't as... believe they went to Bobrovsky. Yeah. Yeah. I am, so... I'm shocked because Lyon, what I thought when they yanked him in game three, it's like send a message to the boys. And it kind of worked. They got two later goals that <laughs> Tuki texted me. Oh, shit. Or, yeah. well, fuck, or something <laughs> like that. Like, yep. um, oh, shit. Yeah. It's I, I don't I don't agree with them going going to Bob there. And they fucking paid for it. Uh, yeah. That being said, uh, I wanted to ch- chime in on this. I'm glad for Orlov and uh, the not Theodore. Lindholm? It's the other former Ducks defense. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I don't know why I was saying. Yeah, Lin, uh, Orlov and Lindholm have really started to shape up. Games one and two, they did not look good as a pairing. Like, they were yeah. hemmed in their own zone a lot. Obviously, that 
horrific Orloff turnover, which may as well have been a pass for Kachuk to score on. They looked shaky, but they've they've pulled it together. And the Bruins teams, yeah, they're 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 a wagon and they're rolling. So throughout Game Four, it is worth noting David Krejci was out for Game Four for the Bruins. He's also going to miss Game Five, in which Bergeron might be back. Aaron Ekblad missed Game Four for the Panthers. And this was the game where the chippiness kind of got out of hand. Um, end of the first period, Matthew Kachuk, he was fined 5K for this. Skates up to Garnet Hathaway, who's not even looking, cross-checks him right in the fucking back. Yeah. Dirty, dirty fucking play. This is the type of shit that if Brad Marchand did this, kick him out of the league. We're tired of this guy. At the same time, the other part of this, I believe it was the same play, that's not getting attention is Hathaway goes down from that cross check and there's a scrum and Sam Bennett. And if I'm not mistaken, I might be confusing this because it was a day ago. Uh, speared like intentionally speared Hathaway in the groin while he was down. Even dirtier than what Kachuk did. Mm-hmm. Even dirtier. Um, McAvoy got some revenge on Kachuk earlier. He fucking lit him up. Beautiful. Marshan ran over Mark Stahl. At the end of the game, all Mark tried to fight Matthew Kachuk. <laughs> <laughs> which Goalies, led to man. some piss baby blues fans being like, but when Bennington does that, it's he's called a fucking pansy. And it's like there's a big difference between all Mark <laughs> being tired of Kachuk shit and Jordan Bennington swinging his stick at someone's head. Jordan Bennington skating over <laughs> to the fucking opposing bench after allowing a fourth goal and shit talking. Huge difference. But yeah. go ahead and go full diaper if you want. The Bruins are in control of this series. To say the least. Mentally, too. Especially with all those shenanigans. Exactly. Um, Leading scorers for the Bruins right now, Taylor Hall, seven points in four games. Insane. Mostly playing on the Bruins. And that's with about three spectacular passes not being converted on by other Bruins. Two by Frederick. Brent Frederick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Tyler Bertuzzi, six points in the four games, 26 penalty minutes, by the way. Um, Bertuzzi was the afterthought of the deadline. It's like, oh, yeah, cool. We got Tyler Bertuzzi, too. He has been insane. Insane. Five points for DeBrusque and Orloff. Brad Marchand on four points. He's been amazing, especially defensively. Like, he was really struggling heading into the playoffs and has just figured it out. Um, To have a 3-1 lead with I mean, these struggles. I mean, Patrice Bergeron has not played. David Krejci only played the first two games at home. And Trent Frederick has no points in four games. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they've been awesome. And then goaltending-wise, it's a 926 for Allmark. And Swayman uh, came in at the end of the game because they're just like, all right, if people are going to be fucking dicks towards Allmark, let's put Swayman in for the last three minutes of game four. He made one save. Um, on the other side for the Panthers, five points for Matthew Kachuk, four points for Brandon Montour, and then it starts to drop off. And the big name you're looking at, two points, no goals for Sasha Barkoff. Mm. Yeah, That's, he hasn't really been a big factor. Nope. <clears throat> That's a big, big problem for them. Certainly. Yeah, I mean, he was winning draws, and he's starting to be a bit more physical and stuff, but he's just yep. not doing much offensively. 
And it was pretty clear, too, that Anthony Duclair was not healthy. Three games, no points, and a minus six. He sat in game four for veteran Zach Dalby. And then the goaltending. If you're looking at the Florida Panthers, I mean, I think the answer's kind of obvious here, but their goaltending is going to fucking sink them again. Bobrovsky, two appearances, an 846. Alex Lyon, uh, the three appearances, a 902. They just continue to get sunk by $10 million worth of Sergei Bobrovsky. Yep. Yeah. Like, I, I don't understand as a coach in the playoffs, you you don't play the hot hand. Like, even when if for the Leafs, when Matt Murray comes back, when he's fully healthy to go, fully healthy to go, I don't think you give it to Matt Murray until until uh, Sam Sonoff throws off as a, as a game yeah. of off. Yeah, yeah it doesn't, to me, it doesn't make any sense to throw another guy in there who's, I don't want to say unproven, but, you know, who is on a slump and, you know, you put him back into the cover-up Lion and I know Lion had a bad game, but then for that guy to go in and cost you that much, yeah, I, I don't know there's going to be a buyout, but I think there's a really, really loose leash with uh, Bobrovsky going forward. Much like Carolina, Boston has this series. They just got to close it down. And I mean, again, anything can happen. Oh, nice. But that they do. Yeah, game five. Back in Boston. We'll see what happens. But again, I'm in a tough spot, right? I don't want to be like, yeah, it's over. Because I know it's it's not over till it's over. But Uh it's looking pretty good. I just noticed something. I just looked at um, Bobrovsky's contract right now. So yeah. this is the last year of him being on a no move clause, and then, and for the next two years after that, because he's got three more years left in his contract. His last two are like no trade clauses, and it's like a like a list of teams. Mm. So if they're gonna if they're gonna move on <laughs> yeah. from Sergey Bobrovsky, they have to do it now, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean they needed to do it before he was even signed. <laughs> yeah. No oh man. Uh, we'll move on. Minnesota and uh, Soda. Um, yeah, Minnesota. And sorry. Minnesota and Dallas. The Wild win game three, five to one on home ice. Three point night for Ryan Hartman. Two for John Klingberg. Gustafson back in the crease. Why the hell was he ever taken out for Flurry? Stop 23 of 24. Ottinger 20 of 24. Nothing too crazy about this game. Fairly straightforward win. But much like that other series, you know, Dallas fights back and wins game four, three to two, three point night for Rupe Hints, 32 of 34 for Ottinger, another two point night for John Klingberg. He has been great next to Brock Faber and Gustafson stopping a 21 of 24 for the Wild. So you can't really look at him. News for Dallas Pavelski still out until at least game six, but a two two split. I don't really think that surprises anybody no. in this particular series. It's like, yeah, I mean, if you if you were to guess what series was going to be the closest, this might have been at the top of most people's lists. Suter with the OT goal in Game 7. Let's go. Book it. Getting booed by Wild fans in Minnesota, by the way. Oh, of course. Yeah. So that's uh, an interesting look. Uh, for the Stars, through the first four games played, hints, eight points. He has been awesome. And then in second, with five points, Mira Haskinen. So Finland leading the way for the Dallas Stars. Um, in goal, surprisingly, Jake Ottinger just with a 909 save percentage. Mm. That's it's, uh, it's a little bit shaky. It's a little bit compared to the 
kind of legendary first round that he had last year where he had yeah. a 954 in seven games in the loss to Calgary. So crazy. I I mean, you know, I don't know if anyone could have expected him to do that again, but he's not close. Which is yeah, probably the biggest you, you issue. want you wanted like a, you always want like a 915 to 920 in the playoffs from a goaltender. Yeah. And that's like that that can take you far as long as your offense is scoring. If you have like a 915 to a 920 from your goaltender, you have the capability of going all the way. Uh, for the Wild, worth noting, five points apiece for Zuccarello and Hartman. Klingberg has those four points in two games as well. Um, Philip Gustafson and Marc-Andre Fleury <laughs> combine for a 902 save percentage. Mm. Marc-Andre Fleury's <laughs> save percentage is a 774. <laughs> Gustafson's is a 941. Oh, boy. They didn't go back for Flurry, right, in that game four, did they? Nope. Thank <laughs> <Good>. God. <laughs> they did also call up Jesper Wallstead today, um, but presumably because the Iowa Wilds AHL season came to a close. They probably just yeah. want to get him practices with the big club. But yeah, Mark Andre Flurry probably shouldn't be seeing the crease again in that series. But that's a toss up. I'm excited for that series. Um, home crowd Minnesota brought it too, which is always great. Yeah. Yeah. One thing, though, about Ottinger, maybe and, you know, with Sorokin as well, like Ottinger played 48 games last season with 10 in the A. And this year we played 62 and Sorokin played 60, like basically 60 games as well. Do you think it may be just goalies are just getting exhausted? I think that might be just the yeah. thing. Like goalies are getting overworked and overtired with the style of play that's, you know, it's only getting faster. And it may just be an exhaustion thing. I mean, I mean, fucking. He's also it, it younger makes... and he hasn't done that yet, right? Yeah, he hasn't true. had a full big season as a starter. So I, I think that's a good point that Endo brings up. Yeah, that's the one thing that really concerns me too is because that happened with UC Soros. The one thing I, I definitely want to always mention when I talk about goalies with games played, if UC Soros played one less of a game, there was a likelihood he would not have gotten injured or he would have had more time to rehab and to get ready for the playoffs and Nashville could have had a, at least a decent run. I mean, throwing in Ingram, who basically was like thrown to the wolves and stood on his head, respectively. You know, like it makes you really think about if the conditioning for goalies are having one guy play lit, like 60, one third, two thirds of the season. Hmm. It, it just really kind of like, I don't want to say it boggles my mind, but it just really makes me think about like conditioning and worrying about, you know, longevity and stuff like that. Because you have Robin Leonard as well, who's who's still out. Completely forget about him, and hmm. other goalies like that who just go down early. And yeah, Edmonton and Los Angeles. Oh boy! Now tied at two games apiece. L.A. wins game number three, three to two in overtime. Thirty-eight of forty stop for playoff Corpusalo. For the Oilers, two points for McDavid and Bouchard each. But the big question was on the winning goal, did the puck hit the stick, leading to the OT winner for Trevor Moore? Yeah, it did. It did. It did, but it's <laughs> too close to call, so they called the bat. They didn't do anything on there. I mean, the- it's too close to call if you're looking at like a visual of the puck actually making contact with the stick, but like it totally changed the spin and trajectory. So, like, mm. Yeah, it hit the stick. But 
<sighs> yeah. <laughs> it's, again, NHL refs. Yeah, like, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I didn't mention this for the Bruins-Panthers, uh, but Brad Marchand scored a goal in Game 4, and it was one that was looked at where it's like, well, did the ref blow the whistle? And it was close as the yep. puck, you know, was tapped in. There's also the fucking old rule of like, well, the ref didn't blow the whistle, but he was intending to, so we're still not going to count it. That's Which the thing. They, I think that's been thrown out the window. It has. Well, thank fuck. Because, um, no, 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 because the whistle actually blew in a game. Was it the Leafs game? Leaf, Leaf uh, Tampa game. So yeah, the whistle actually one? blew, and then yeah. they scored, and then they're like, okay, no, it's a goal because the puck was loose, even though we blew the whistle. There's no one mm. to play yet, which is weird. Yeah. I, I don't know. Ruling so, is if the ref loses sight of the puck, you have to freeze. The, you have, the game stops completely. So yeah. even if after, like, if the ref loses sight of it and it's in the net but you can't tell, no goal. Because the whistle went. Well, yeah. No, that, like, if, yeah. But so they blew the whistle, then the puck was knocked in, then they ruled yeah. it a goal. But wouldn't yeah. the play be dead because the ref blew the whistle? And it would be dead, but again, it would be dead in the in the leaf situation because it was whistled dead, and then he poked it and they thought it was a goal, and they called it back. Oh, all of this a different one. proves yeah. my point. Right? All of this proves my point. No shit, they didn't get the Gabe Velarde call right. No shit. Like, there's already yeah. this much debate about, like, oh, was the puck fully in in that Leafs game when it was just crossing the line, left side of the corner, Goldie Cam? Uh, did they get it right with the Velarde? Did they look at this replay angle, that replay? Did they put a net, like, a camera inside the crossbar, which they have now, and, you know, the angle and the parallax effect and the bottom of the blue sea? Like, like it just, just it drives you insane just thinking about that. The referees yeah. blow calls consistently. The replay room blows calls consistently. And they're set up to blow calls consistently because of a lot of ways the rules are written. It's all a big mess. Yeah. Did the Oilers get hosed in game number three, though? No. Should the overtime winner have been the overtime winner? Probably not. You had a 2-1 lead. That was the third straight game of the series where they blew a lead. Don't fucking blow yeah. a lead. You know calls are going to be fucking weird. The Oilers did not get hosed. Give us a second here. And do what you have to do. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, just, yeah, just don't turn your stuff off, I guess, because I don't. Okay, hold right. on. Let me do that. Okay, there we go. Breaking news. I'm heading out. I'm going to go play hockey and make money. Sincerely, Sid Tugi, back to you. Uh, Leafs got jobbed in thir- in like the in the game, but then they won it back. That's how you steal games. That's what that's what a championship team is like, and we finally have it. Okay, bye. See you guys. Game number four. <laughs> They're going to lose now, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Edmonton wins game four, five, four in overtime, three point night for Bouchard, McDavid, Dreisaitl. We'll talk about Leon in a second, but the Oilers were down three, nothing at the end of the first period. Stuart Skinner stopping just eight of 11. Jack Campbell steps in, stops 27 of 28. Game five, Campbell. Game five, Campbell has to be a thing. We'll talk more about that in a second, too. Uh, for the Kings in this game, Arvidsson, Dano, and Kevin Fiala, who was back in the series, uh, each had two points. Controversial officiating, because, of course, again, I don't want to fucking talk about it. Was the cross-check, was it weak, or this, uh, the fucking Fiala trip, blah, blah, blah. Bottom line is, LA Kings had a 3 nothing lead, and they fucking blew it. Yeah. Don't blow the lead. Oh, but we got put in a situation where we're more likely to blow the lead. Don't blow the fucking lead. Yeah, don't allow four goals in four minutes. Don't blow a 3-0 lead. 
arrivals of sharks need to learn. But Will Farrell was there and he's angry. Oh, Jesus. Um, I mean, if they want to get into controversial trips, just look at the thing on Nurse and fucking Arvidsson, who did a pirouette, nearly a flip to draw a call. Mm. And it wasn't even a. Anyway, it doesn't matter. (laughs) This again, it's shit for everyone. Shut up. (laughs) Yep. Again, there's no. (laughs) There's the the agenda. They all got an agenda. It's like, no, they don't. It's just, it's shit across the board. Control what you can control. Yeah, and I will say, um, oh, yeah, everyone likes to call the Edmonton Oilers power play merchants, which is, I guess, understandable at times, but they actually mm. have the best X, XGF percentage numbers in mm. five on five play so far, at least before, at least through three games. They had the best five on five numbers for expected goals. So, yeah. <laughs> It really is just one of those things where it's like, you know, I said when they were down 3 nothing, I'm like, Jesus, can we get Connor McDavid onto a real team? The Edmonton Oilers should not be in a situation where they go down 3 to nothing to the LA Kings. They should not be in a situation where people are like, yeah, but Corpusalo is shutting them down. If you're getting shut down by Jonas Corpusalo, that's your fault. (laughs) I get it. The guy has had a tendency to be clutch in his career in the playoffs, but Jesus, is that really the excuse if the Oilers were to lose this series? Well, the refs and we got Corpusaloed. That's not good enough when you have the two best players in the goddamn world on the same team. Leon Dreisaitl has nine points in four games. Bouchard with seven, McDavid with six. The next highest is Kane and Hyman, uh, Nuge as well, with three. And then you get into one point for Ryan, for Costin, for Yanmark, for Nurse. <laughs> one point for Darnell Nurse. Ekholm, no points for Bjugstad, Fogel, Kulak, McLeod, DeHarnay, CC Broberg, or Yamamoto. They have no fucking depth still. Poor Yamamoto. He's he's a game. It sucks he has no points because he's in that game three, especially, man. He was on fire mm. creating chances and shooting the puck, and he was just everywhere. It's unfortunate he doesn't have a point, but yeah, you, you got to put it in at some point. <laughs> Goaltenders 881 for Skinner in four appearances, a 964 for Jack Campbell after game four. Jack Campbell gets the net in game five. Has to. Easily. Yeah. Not a debate. Um, for the Kings, though, wanted to mention their top guys. Kopitar, six points in four games. Guy's ageless. Um, Kempe and Arvidsson with five each. And then Philip Daniel with four. He's had a pretty good series, uh, to yeah. say the least. And because they have Dano on McDavid most of the time, Kopitar gets to focus on offense a bit more. Yes. Woo! Scary. And it is. Uh, Kopitar, not Kopitar, Corpusalo, 918 save percentage in four games. Like, yes, he has been good. It should not be, well, our excuse as Oilers fans if the team loses is we got goalied. You know? You can't get, I mean, yeah, you're, that's not an excuse when you have McDavid dress on. Like you said, again, they, McDavid scored from the same spot on two different power plays, picking each corner. Like, he's going to carry your ass. It, imagine if they just had. Depth scoring and defense. Fuck. Mm. You don't even need depth scoring. Just get defense. Yeah. It's worth noting, Corpusalo, 13 career playoff games, does have a 933, but it's 13 games. It's not the biggest sample size in the world. And you're the Edmonton Oilers with the two best players in the world. 
please win this series. As much as I'd love to see the Kings win it because it would be hilarious, I also want to see Connor McDavid in more meaningful games than just round one. Yeah, you know? I mean, they didn't they make the conference finals last year? I don't know if it was last year, but... When the fuck uh, was that? In Oilers seasons. My point is I want to see Connor McDavid yeah. for as long as possible. Yes, and in cups. <laughs> yeah, they. Cup. Yeah, you're right. They did. Ma- oh, okay, so that's why I don't remember them in the conference finals last year. They got swept by Colorado. <laughs> they beat the Kings in seven, beat the Flames in five, and then played a real team and got the shit kicked out of them. Yeah, I remember that. So, there's that. Um, then we have the other four series that'll head into tonight's games as well. So these will be starting right about the time we're done with the show, which will be nice. Uh, Vegas and Winnipeg. The Golden Knights have a 2-1 series lead after winning game three, 5-4 in double overtime. The Knights were up 4-1. The Jets tied it with 22 seconds left and then lost anyway on a Michael Amadio overtime winner. uh, You can't. uh, You can't have it happen like that. You got to win those games, dude. Like when you when you have that kind of comeback, you got to win those games. It was a rough break for Dylan Sandberg, too. He tried to go a little bit kind of up the ice instead of using the wall, and it took a weird deflection off the skate, and uh, Amadio fucking ripped it. It was a beautiful shot. Uh, You know, for Vegas, three-point night for Jack Eichel. Scored his first ever playoff goal, I believe. Um, Braswell only stopped, I mean, 30 of 34, but for the Jets, 43 of 48 for Hellebuck. I mean, they got outplayed and almost stole one. Three points for Neil Pionk, two for Kyle Connor. And the word is now that Josh Morrissey is out for the uh, rest of round one, which is a gigantic, gigantic loss for the Jets. Uh, I am siding with Vegas to win this series because I really feel like that is a game, especially at home, that you need to win. And they kind of sort of blew it. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I still want them to win for obvious reasons. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Vegas is built for it, unfortunately. And Brassois is playing better than expected. Yeah, so in the playoffs so far, Brassois, you say better than expected. Any guess of a save percentage? 925. 897. What? Yep. Oh, yeah, they had those games where it just didn't shoot much. Yeah. Oh, hold on. What the fuck? Okay, that's <laughs> just a series I haven't paid any attention to, but looking at final scores, I thought it'd be a bit better. <laughs> Yeah, 897 for Brassois. I don't know what Thompson's health is. I don't know if you turn it. I mean, I think if they lose that game, you probably say, well, Aiden Hill, Jonathan Quick, if they're available, but they likely stick with them. Um, four points for Eichel, Stone, Stevenson, Petrangelo each. So they are getting the depth scoring. Uh, for the Jets, Neil Pionks, their leading scorer, five points in three games. Lowry's up there as well. Just one point for Mark Shifley in the three games so far. Uh, You are playing your way out of Winnipeg, sir. And in record time. Goaltending in that series, though, in general, has been bad. Connor Hellebuck only has an 894. So, again, kind of similar to the Islanders run where it's like, okay, you got some key players who aren't quite putting up the points that they need to. And your goalie who could steal the series that everyone was looking to see if they'd steal the series has not been stealing the series. Odds are Vegas moves on. Toronto and Tampa with a 2-1 Maple Leafs series lead, winning game three, four to three in overtime. Big game for Ryan O'Reilly. He had three points, tied the game with a minute left. Morgan Riley wins it in overtime. 
36 of 39 stop for Ilya Samsonov. Brandon Hagel with two points for Tampa. Just 23 of 27 stop for Vasilevsky. The highlight of this was the chippiness. Uh, there was the incident with Braden Point where it's like, hey, it's a penalty. It's not a penalty, but he is expected to play in game four. You had Stamkos and Matthews alleged fight that wasn't really a fight. Uh, Kyle Dubas yelling at people in the stands was more of a fight than the Stamkos-Matthews incident. You have Sheldon Keefe saying that Stamkos grabbing Matthews was a, quote, classic example of Tampa trying to manipulate the officials. So not quite taking the Todd McClellan approach to <laughs> making comments about officiating. Uh, this series is a beautiful shit show, and I've loved every second of it. Yeah, but Sheldon Keefe just showed that he's rattled. Yeah. Like he showed <laughs> with coaching in game one. Fucking sending the fourth and third lines out there is the first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, they're in a good situation, at least. Thank God they got O'Reilly, because not only did he get that tying goal with less than a minute left, he assisted on the Riley game winner. Right. For the Leafs, eight points in three games for Mitch Marner. He's been astounding. O'Reilly, Morgan Riley, Austin Matthews, all with five points. John Tavares and Nylander with four. Not really missing the scoring from anyone that they would be disappointed to miss it from. Their issue, Joseph Wall, uh... I mean, limited appearance. He had an 800 state percentage, uh, allowed a goal, one goal on five shots. So stop four to five. Ilya Samsonov, 878 save percentage for the first three games. Ugh. Yeah, it's those blowout games. It's been an interesting start to the series. Yes, because for the Lightning, Andre Vasilevsky, an 853. Yeah. The goaltenders you look at to steal people series have just not been able to do that so far at all. Kind of wild. Um, leading scorer right now for the Lightning, by the way, with five points in three games, Corey Perry, <laughs> who just won't fucking go away. <laughs> retire, retire, retire. <laughs> Kucherov with four, some other good scoring. Uh, no points for Nick Paul through the uh, three games as well. And, of course, Victor Hedman missed a game in this series. But another wildly entertaining series. People will be like, ah, the refs. And, uh, but, uh, as a neutral, I just get to enjoy the hell out of this. Until yeah, I, hopefully- I love watching NHL playoffs as a neutral fan. Mm-hmm. It's like, it is some of the best thing ever. Now, I do kind of cheer for the Bruins now. Like, they're the only team I'm, like, actively sort of cheering for because I really want history to be made. Hell but, yeah, brother. Yeah, when the, I don't feel as disheartened when they get scored on as I do, did when, like, Sharks. I don't know. It's, you know, it's a different feeling. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can root for them, but you're not living and dying by them. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. The Devils and Rangers. The Devils are not entirely dead yet. They are down 2-1, to one, but they take game three, 2-1, to one, in overtime off of a Dougie Hamilton winner. He and Jesper Bratt both had two points, and we talked about it. Who do they go with in goal? And they went with the Kirishmid. 35 of 36 stopped for the Swissman. High risk, high reward, and that's a big fucking reward. They put you in your debut playoff game at Madison Square Garden 
when you're down two nothing in the series and you stop thirty five of thirty six. The Swiss, yeah. Jesus Christ. Good for him, dude. I mean, the balls, the the stone. On that man. Like, and the devils can you score some fucking goals like you got yeah. lucky you got saved they have one four goal goals per game games. four oh, goals sorry. in three games that's awful yep that's horrible rangers have 12 and now i i can't wait to hear shesterkin save percentage i just i just know it's gonna be absurd yeah so for the devils two points for hughes hamilton and bratt in the series so far uh, Vanacek had an 827 save percentage, and then obviously Schmid with a 972 in that first game. So he is clearly their guy in game four. Dude, this guy, too. I mean, Akira Schmid, like, he's 22 years old. He'll Wait, you said 20... Vanacek still had a 927? 927. Jesus Christ. It's like he doesn't even deserve to be yanked. It's just that they can't score. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so with Schmid, I mean, 22 years old, turns 23 next month. Fifth round pick in 2018. And he posted a 922 and 18 appearances this year. And then that 972 game in game number three. See, guys, EA Sports NHL is realistic. A medium elite in the fifth round. <laughs> medium <What>? elite goaltender. <laughs> <laughs> For the Rangers, uh, Fox, six points. Kreider, Patrick Kane, each with five. Lexi Lafreniere, Vincent Trocek, no points so far through three games. Yeah, see. Igor Shesterkin. Any guesses on his save percentage? <sighs> All right, let's see. Three games played. 5 1, 5 1, 2 1. Yeah. I'm going to say he has a 963. Yeah, you were on the right track. 949. Ow. I was going to Which... say 950 something, but yeah. Which for this postseason is astonishing. Yeah. <laughs> Off of what we've seen. So Devils have a shot, but yeah, Rangers go up 3-1 tonight. If that happens, it's over. Like you're not winning three straight against the Rangers at that point, especially when you know that you don't have a home ice advantage whatsoever. So, yeah, not looking great. The final series to get caught up on Colorado up two to one on Seattle after winning game three by the score of six to four. Three point night for Miko Rantanen, 25 of 29 for Georgiev, whereas for Seattle, two points for Schultz and Schwartz. Grubauer stopping 28 of 33. Um, again, for the Kraken, you won game one, you had the lead in game two and blew it. And that might have just been enough for the Avs to kind of get that momentum. Nathan McKinnon in game three scored a fuck you goal <laughs> is the best way to, to describe to it. Where it he out. just he just willed it uh, to happen. Oh, dude, he does that so much. Like he just. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, I think it was last playoffs when he just went fucking coast to coast to tie the game. Then they still blew it. <laughs> <It's good>. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> There's a theme. But. I give Seattle credit. I'm happy they're not going to get swept. I will not be surprised if the Avs win tonight and then win it in five. Yeah. So we'll see. Home atmosphere for the Kraken, though, was fucking awesome for game three. I don't know if you saw any of like the intro or anything like that or like the goal highlights, but uh, at least when they were in it, it was uh, it was sweet. So I give Kraken fans a lot of credit um, in this series so far. Four points for Ranton and Taves and Lekkonen. 
leading the way for the Avs. I mean, quite a few guys who haven't scored yet, but no one that they're desperate to rely on for scoring. Georgiev with an 898, which, eh. And then for the Kraken, Justin Schultz, four points in three games, is their leading scorer right now. Grubauer with a 917 save percentage. I know it's three and four games. These playoffs have been wonky so far in terms of like, oh, who's up there for goalie save percentages, so on and so forth. Yeah. It's been uh, it's been fun, but wonky is the uh, the best word for it. If I'm not mistaken, I can look at uh, a goalie save percentage. Maybe, maybe I can't, but yeah, it's uh, it's been fun. And with that, we will wind things down because I want to go watch the start of these games and. Yeah, Sin's probably tired of my face after that sports gamer cast and then this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm excited to watch some uh, some playoffs. Playoffs. Sweet, beautiful playoffs. Everybody, we will see you all later on this week. Sin, will at least one playoff series be done by the time we record next? Uh, I got to check the schedule. So technically, we yeah. record on Thursday. Leafs game five. Well, there's a bunch of game fives. Actually, I don't think any. Oh, that's right. There are some skips because of travel. So actually, no, no series will be done. Oh, I was going to say like Thursday. If, if the Devils and the Rangers are playing tonight, they win. Then two days later, the Rangers win again. It can be over. That's the one I would say is going to be over. I don't think the Devils have it. Yeah. Lightning Leafs, Devils, Rangers, Jets, Golden Knights play on thursday well yeah, actually actually wednesday oh, bruins canes, yeah canes and islanders yep canes islanders and bruins panthers could be done do you think either one of them will be in five games <sighs> hard to say with carolina and islanders hard to say with both mm. um but i think boston has the number of florida now. i think they're gonna win it at home if they don't fucking stop like didn't you learn from 2019 yeah, <laughs> I just had to depress Tuggy one more time. You know, I got. Yeah. You want to mention 2015? 2015, bingo at home. We haven't mentioned the Finland trip. At- oh, I did at the beginning. Never mind. No, we did. We mentioned the uh, <laughs> the abs one of the couple. Of them earlier. <laughs> the guarantee. We will see you later on this week, everybody. Thank you as always for supporting the show. We appreciate you. And go Bruins. The last word goes to Endo Mills. Bruin!